I'm milling about with Don Most, and uh, he's joining me. Where are you calling me from? Oh, I'm in uh, California, near you know suburb of Los Angeles, and uh, it's a pretty day here. I don't know where you are. How's it? Where you are? Well, I I'm calling from New York, but I'm originally from Brooklyn, so we have something in common. Oh yes, indeed. What part of uh, Brooklyn are you from? I I grew up in Canarsie. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I grew up in the Flatbush section. We might have met up at King's Plaza and not realized it. <laughs> we very possibly might have, yeah. So that's crazy. But, um, you know, every once in a while I, I jones for Brooklyn. And, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, we have a lot in common because I also started out in musical theater. Um, so how did, how did you sort of make that journey from, from stage to screen and then back to stage again? Well, I was I was pursuing and, and was singing before I was acting. Um, I guess growing up in Brooklyn, I, I wound up going into uh, the city when, starting when I was about 13 or 14 for these classes, a school for you know, singing and acting and all that. And, and uh, I got picked to be part of a professional troupe that would perform in, um, up at the nightclub hotels in the Catskill Mountains during... I did it one summer. Wait, wait, which cat? Which hotels did you perform in? Um, like every one of them. The only one we didn't get into was the Concord. <laughs> but uh, I was at, you know, the the Grossing, Grossingers and the Granite and Neville and and Tamarack and the Pines. I mean, all Kutchers. Kutchers, Kutchers. I think I'm pretty sure we did Kutchers. Yeah. I was so, at, I was um, everything at Kutchers. I worked at Kutchers all the time. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> Well, this was this was probably a little before you. I was there in the summer of '68. Okay. Uh, singing, so um, so that's like what. So I did. I loved. I always loved the the standards, the jazz uh, standards, and swing, and big bands, and the Great American Songbook, all of the above. And uh, and after that summer, though, I decided for various reasons to to enroll in a more serious acting class and, and have that going as well. And it led to me going out to California and then eventually getting Happy Days. So I, I kind of put the music... On the you know, back burner, yeah. Yeah, on the back burner. And um, I, I knew that one day I'd want to do something with it again. You know, it was not the kind of music that was in favor, very commercial in the 70s and 80s, and was a, sort of looked upon as uh, my grandparents' music, even, or parents' music. Oh, yeah. My parents listened to Frank Sinatra, Dean Martin, all the standards. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And but for me to do it back then, it was, it, it just wasn't the right time. And um, now that, that that music has come back in a big way, um, with so many great artists doing it, uh, the timing was much better. And I, I figured if I was ever going to go back to doing some of this music, this was the time. I want to back up a little bit. Um, yeah. What was the name of this teenage musical theater group that you were a part of? Um, okay, the name of the, the guy who ran the school, was a, he was an old vaudevillian guy, and he ran the school for singing, acting, and dancing. His name was Charlie Lowe, and and he he coined uh, the name for his group was called the Broadway Show-Offs. Okay. And, and that was their name, and, and there were about seven of us, ages 14 to 16 and you know it was sort of like a review and we did a lot of the songs a lot of the you know old so songs from the 20s 30s 40s that kind of stuff you know um 
and uh, I had a ball doing it. Uh, but and I thought, wow, I'd made it, you know. <laughs> oh yeah. I did switch gears right after that summer and and really, you know, got into the acting and which which um, you know the whole thing leading to Happy Days and all that was a fabulous journey. What do you um, remember about your audition for Happy Days, if at all? My screen test, Gary Marshall directed it, and I remember that very well. Um, he had The Odd Couple on the air at the time. That was his show. So, uh, you know, I was pretty familiar with him through that. And uh, ten actors there, maybe twelve, um, in groups of two, playing uh, to audition for Richie and Potsy, and I was auditioning for Potsy. I just turned 20, but some of the actors, most of the other actors were uh, maybe 17, not even 18, some of them. And they had to take all of them first because they only had them a certain amount of hours because they were under 18. So uh, they kept pushing me to the end. So I had to wait and wait and wait. It was a very difficult day, and, and I felt like I blew it. I didn't feel good about what I did, and I thought that... I didn't have a chance, you know. <laughs> so I was pretty surprised when they called. They said, my agent said, you know, you didn't get the part you auditioned for, but the executives liked your your screen test so much, they, they want to put you in the show and find a role to, to make a, another character. And that there was a small part in the pilot, a guy named Ralph, and they would, um, you know, give. they offered me that role, and they said they would make it sort of a regular you know, a, a, not even recurring a, a regular part. Uh, so, so you could have been Potsy. I, I could have been. You know, I, just, I, I didn't get <laughs> that. that what a trajectory! It would have changed the whole trajectory of your life. Yeah, yeah I guess it would have been different. Uh, I don't. Yeah, I, I don't know how. I mean, it still would have been a, a major role on the on that show. But yeah, it would have been. It would have changed things in some way, I'm sure. Who Do you remember other actors that were at the audition with you? Robbie Benson was there um, auditioning at, for the role of, uh, I think, Potsy also. It was either Richie. I'm not sure if it was Richie or Potsy, but I knew Robbie because we had worked together on a TV commercial uh, a couple of years earlier on a Reese's Peanut Butter Cup commercial, which they actually play on. They were playing for a while on TV Land. <laughs> um, <laughs> So uh, Robbie was, and, and then Ron Howard and Hanson Williams were there screen testing Ron, and uh, Ron was testing, even though uh, they had actually done those parts, uh, it's a long story, I won't get into it now uh, too much, but they had done a pilot of, of a Happy Days uh, about a year and a half earlier, and it didn't sell. But then Graffiti came out, American Graffiti and Grease came out on Broadway, and then the network said, well, wait a minute, maybe we should do that show. And But they said to Gary, you know, you need to uh, recast, because he thought they'd be, Ron and Anson now might be too old, and Gary didn't think so, but he had to screen test all these people to to satisfy ABC's uh, desire. And um, 
that's why they, he went through that whole thing. But so Ron and Hanson were screen testing for a part they had already done, which is kind of bizarre. That is crazy. I think you should write a book. I'm not kidding. This is yeah. a, these are great stories. I love these stories. Yeah, there's a lot of good good ones. I started writing. And I can't remember, but I wrote a chapter, and it was really good. And this was about 15 years ago. Um, but then I got really busy with other stuff, and so we never did anything with it. And now I'd love to find that chapter, but it was like on an old computer, and I never transferred it, and I don't know what I did with it. Oh, no. But uh, I might have to pick that up one of these days. What would the title be, if you could think off the top of uh, your head? I, that's a good question. I'm terrible with titles. Um, so... I uh, I don't know. I don't know. We'll have to we'll have to ponder on that. Happier Next days. <laughs> <laughs> Happier days, right? Oh God, something like that. So, have you have you ever thought of uh, doing a musical on Broadway? Yeah, I would love to do that. Um, you know, back in the early days before I went out to California, I, I had auditioned for several uh, Broadway shows, and actually came very close on you know, the one. I had like three callbacks. It was the original Jesus Christ Superstar. Wow. And I, I was up to play one of the uh, uh, apostles, and I had three callbacks, but I didn't get past the, the, the dance one, you know, the, the dancing part. I think I when I got nosed out. <laughs> Uh-oh. And you also uh, did do some musicals. It says in your bio that, that you were in yeah. Yankees and with Dick Van Dyke. That must have been yeah, very I cool. On, yeah, I went on tour. It wasn't on Broadway, but it was a really fun tour uh, of, of Damn Yankees where I played Joe Hardy, the, the lead guy, and Dick Van Dyke was the devil. That was an incredible, uh, wonderful experience. I also went on the Broadway tour of Greece um, back in the late 90s, um, uh, so that was fun. And what I, was your role in that one? Uh, Vince Fontaine, the DJ. Oh, yeah. And, and, and in this production, uh, which was the Tommy Toon production, his role was, had, was expanded. He had a lot more to do than, than just the scene in the prom, in the, the, like the original. He had, I, was, I was kind of throughout the whole, the whole piece, and it was a lot of fun. So, so yeah, I I would love to do something um, in New York on Broadway, musical or or drama or comedy, whatever you know. Um, hopefully that uh, that will happen in the not too distant future. Well, that would be so cool. The the best story of all that that comes from from your past is that you met your wife on the set of Happy Days. Yes, which I yes, love. Indeed. Tell me, tell yeah, me, yeah. tell me that story. Yeah, well, you know, uh, it was. It turned out to be my final season on the show because uh, it was the seventh season. My contract was up, and uh, they asked me after that year to to you know renew a, a new contract. Um, for, for various reasons, I decided not to. Uh, Ron Howard and I both uh, that was uh, our last year because uh, Ron didn't come back either. But luckily, uh, I was still there um, for this episode where uh, my wife. She was a guest role. I had a small guest role on that show and uh, wound up doing a second episode after that. But, uh, you know, we met and started talking and, and then hit it off and started dating. And uh, we dated for two years and then got married. So, and we just had our 35th wedding anniversary uh, last month. 
so uh, yep that that was uh that was probably the most important thing that happened to me <laughs> i mean there were a lot of important things that happened but that was uh, the most important. What's so wonderful is all the offspring, if you will, that has come from doing that show. You know, we've got Ron Howard's daughter that's now an actor, and I don't know if, if your kids are in the business, and you know what I mean? No, they're not. Uh, they, they, they didn't pursue that at all, which um, I had no problem with because it's <laughs> such a difficult and precarious business. Um, but, uh, yeah, well, of course, uh, Ron's daughter, Bryce, uh, is certainly very well known. Um, well, Henry's Henry's son is a director, a yeah. writer director. So that, that that would that would be the only other one that I, that's coming to mind. I'm sure everybody wants to know about reunions and if you you know see each other and all that good stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, I I speak to Anson uh, regularly and and we see each other quite a bit. Uh, he lives about 20 minutes from me, and, and we're great, great friends. Um, uh, Henry, I, I speak to, and, and we see, you know, not not as frequently because he's been very busy, but we def definitely stay in touch. Ron is, tough, is even tougher with his schedule and being all over the world, but uh, we stay in touch primarily through email. But I'll still see him, you know, usually on average once a year, something like that. And uh, and Mary and I speak to you know periodically too, so uh, yes yeah, you know we were so close and it's great that we it, it really was like a family in it though. I, yeah, I know. I'm sure when Gary Marshall passed away, you you probably all got in touch with each other at some point. Yeah, yeah, that was that was uh, sad, very difficult and sad, and and we saw each other. They had a big memorial uh, celebration, and uh, that was wonderful wonderful event and uh you know like 1400 people there so, yeah but, but i did get to see a lot of the folks from happy days uh, not only the cast but writers producers all that oh yeah people that we don't know about right. <laughs> so yeah. now coming full circle on a happier note tell me and we're using happy a lot in this chat um tell me about uh this cd the, the cd yeah and and what um, what do you have on there Sure. Um, it's, it's called uh, D-Most, Mostly Swinging. Um, and is that your nickname? People call you D-Most? Um, you know, I, not really. I, I once had it on my um, license plate years ago when I was on the show um, as a personalized plate. But a good friend of mine who's a, a produ music producer and, and a really good friend, when I was doing my CD, he, it was his idea um, He'd seen me sign my name that way a couple of times, and he said, why don't you, I like D-Most. And he said, for the CD, I think you should go with D-Most, Mostly Swinging. And I had the Mostly Swinging part in there. So that's how that came about. Um, and nobody and, thought you were a rapper? <laughs> <laughs> well, I, with the Mostly Swinging kind of gives that away what yeah. it is. Um, yeah. So I, it it really is a, I'm really proud of the CD and it you know like I said this is the music that it's in my blood um, I've always loved you know the the music that say Sinatra did or Dean Martin or Bobby Darin who was my personal favorite and oh man and, Mac and, and Knife yeah stop Mac, there I, <laughs> I closed just about every show with Mac the Knife and and i i did a f i didn't do that on the cd but i did some other songs that bobby had done that i loved and and sinatra stuff and 
Dean, Dino, and you know I love Nat King Cole and 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 the great jazz singers like even the, like Ella Fitzgerald and 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 Dinah Washington. So I, I this music is just so much in me. The band does swing. And um, I, I had an incredible time doing it. So cool. I'm excited about it, and uh, I'm hoping a lot of people will check it out. Now, knowing um, you're such a Bobby Darren fan, were you interested in the in the movie that Kevin Spacey wound up doing? Well, no, there's a whole story there that uh, is almost a little painful for me. Um, 30 years before Kevin did that movie, um, and it was, and since I was a huge Bobby fan. I mean, really big. Um, I had gone to see him at the Copacabana when I was 18 years old, twice, and I saw him in concert at, uh, in Central Park at the Schaefer Music Concerts they had. And then I even met him, uh, you know, right after his rehearsal for that. I waited around until he came out and I saw him. So I, I was so into Bobby. And um, I, so two or three years after he passed away, which was in. December of, uh, or the fall of '73. So now I'm on Happy Days after that, and and I was at Paramount Studios. So um, I went and pitched the idea of doing a movie about Bobby. That, you know, so this was like 1975, '76, and um, and the first exec I pitched it to liked it very much and sent me up the ladder to uh, another uh, higher exec at Paramount, and I and I had the good graces of of Bobby's estate to go and do this, and even went in with his his longtime manager Steve Blauner, and we went in and pitched it. And um, you know, I thought we were there was some talk that maybe this they were going to go for it, but they decided not to. And because um, I wanted to play Bobby back then, I was about 25 years old, 26. Wow! So it was a good age, and and um, and and I was you know passionate about this. So it was really disappointing when it didn't happen. And then, so then 30 years later, when I see that Kevin was doing the movie, you know, I had very mixed feelings. On one hand, I was very happy that some, they were finally getting a movie made about Bobby. So sort of it was painful that that somebody else was getting through and it hadn't been me. (laughs) And, um, but, but ultimately, you know, I'm glad they did it. And, um, you know, Kevin did some very interesting things with it. I, I, I feel that you know the biggest problem was that he was just—he really was too old to be doing that part at that point because he was older than Bobby was when Bobby died, and he was playing Bobby from the time he was you know in his early twenties, and and uh, it just—I I thought that was—it didn't really quite work for for several. That being one of the reasons, uh, he did excellent work in it, uh, no doubt. Well, here's an idea. You should do the Bobby Darren story on Broadway. What do you think? Yeah, well, <laughs> that's, that is an idea because uh, they, with makeup and all, I, I could play him when he was younger, I guess. And on stage, you can get away with it more, maybe. Who knows? You know, we'll see where that goes. There you go. Well, thank you so much for joining me, Donnie. It was really a pleasure. Oh, thanks for having me, Robin, fellow Brooklynite. <laughs> Oh.
Always news. Always refreshing. Always candid. Always billing about. Robin Milling delivers what celebrities are saying to you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.